When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Auburn Express. You are now listening to The War Report. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones here inside of Lobtown, and we are final from Neville Arena, 101 to 61. Auburn putting up a 40 spot. Busting the scoreboard with 100 points on South Carolina. Y'all get on in here and share this content. Get some more people involved in the conversation. Definitely appreciate you all for joining me late night. Auburn with the big victory, taking down number 11 South Carolina inside of Neville Arena in epic fashion. Auburn scores 50 in each half of this game. And this one wasn't really in doubt um, after about the first five minutes of this contest. Um, Auburn, again, doing this in epic fashion. Um, only one lead change happened. You know, South Carolina jumps out early and then Auburn takes control and never looks back the rest of the way. Uh, South Carolina led all of two minutes and 58 seconds in this game. Uh, high point score for Auburn tonight is Mr. Jalen Williams. As I've said many times, this Auburn offense goes as Jalen Williams goes. Tonight, he was electric, 8 of 11 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, perfect from the free throw line for 23 points, uh, two boards, and an assist for Jalen Williams. Absolutely stellar night for him. Uh, following up Jalen Williams is Janai Broom with 21 on 8 of 15 shooting. He was 4 of 5 from 3, which is crazy. 1 of 3 from the free throw line, including two very short arm. One, one was a, a air ball, and the other one uh, barely drew iron. Uh, but only two boards for him tonight, right? It wasn't a domination on the glass from Auburn. In fact, it was completely even for both teams on the glass tonight. Um, but you add on another double figure, a double digit score tonight from Chad Baker Mazzara, who was perfect from the field and free throw line with another five boards for him uh, and three assists for Chad Baker Mazzara. So absolutely stellar night tonight from the Auburn Tigers. Again, this one was never in doubt. This one was way more lopsided than I would have figured it was going to be. Um, I did think Auburn would come out with the victory. I did not think they would absolutely bludgeon South Carolina to to. Uh, path of that victory. Uh, but as I said, I appreciate you guys jumping in here inside of Lobtown. Please go ahead and share the content out there on social media, man. 
I want to get as many people in here booging tonight as we can with this big Auburn victory. Um, let's just continue to kind of talk about some of the statistics that we saw. I already uh, said Auburn scored 50 in each half of the game tonight, um, which is absolutely nuts. Shot 61% from the field, 61% from the field. And the, the, the ridiculous stat of the night is they shot 60% from three. 23 pointers taken, you hit 12 of them. Auburn's not going to lose very many games if they're shooting 60% from three. Um, I don't know that South Carolina really had a prayer tonight. This one just was Auburn all the way. Uh, I knew it was going to be a physical matchup. There were quite a few flagrant fouls. If I'm not mistaken, there was like three or four flagrant fouls assessed in this game. Um, so definitely some physicality happening out there, but um, good grief, man. Auburn was the more physical team tonight. Uh, from the from the really from the opening whistle. I mean, South Carolina came out and, uh, you know, sh- shouts out to a couple of guys who came a hoop for them tonight. Um, first and foremost, Michi Johnson, uh, who came out there and he was he, Albert didn't really have an answer for him defensively for the vast majority of the night. He made some really tough buckets out there, um, but he scored 22. And then uh, Coop, uh, Col- Murray Boyles, man, that, that young man has got a bright future. He is a true freshman and he went out there and did work. He had 19 on the night on six of 10 shooting uh, really showed himself to be a formidable inside presence. Uh, but as I talked about in the pregame, this game was going to come down to whose front court uh, controlled the game. Most uh, you had 23 and 21 from Jalen and Janai. Uh, you had 19 and 14 from Boyles and Mac, right? Not, that's respectable points from both of those guys. Uh, but, and then you get another 22 from Michi Johnson, but then you get into the bench scoring. And it wasn't even close. 39 to 1 in bench point differential. A 38-point differential from bench scoring for Auburn tonight. Um, you know, it was really just three guys. It was Michi Johnson, Murray Boyles, and um, BJ Mack. Outside of those three, nobody from them really helped. You literally had six points from the remainder of the South Carolina team. You got four uh, from Taylon Cooper, who had an uncharacteristically sloppy performance tonight. You had one point from Davis and then one point from Clark. Nobody else on South Carolina scored a single point tonight. That is domination in a way that I was not prepared to sit here and talk about tonight. Good grief, man. Um, listen, inside of Neville Arena, this team is a juggernaut, and they proved it again tonight. Again, 101-61, to 61, absolutely dismantling. And appropriately, Auburn beats the Cox on Valentine's Day. Absolutely, absolutely poetic. Anyway, um, um, that's the last time I'm going to make that joke. I made it on Twitter. I'll make it again right there. And I said, I'm done with that joke. Um, no, I'm not pausing that one. I meant every word of it. Um. But yeah, so uh, let's just talk about this bench scoring tonight. Actually, one of the things that was interesting tonight, and I think this is going to be a developing story, was the the point guard situation tonight, right? As far as minutes distribution for guys playing at point guard, 24 minutes, uh, excuse me, not 24, 20 minutes for Trey Donaldson. Um, coming off the bench, Aiden Holloway, only 11 minutes because he split time at point guard tonight with Denver Jones, who played 25 minutes. So they are mixing in Denver Jones now. And this is actually something that I talked about 
I need to still start pulling receipts when I be saying it's something I talked about, about wanting to make Denver Jones into more of a playmaker for this team because he done a little bit of that at FIU. Now, he is not going to be the guy that's really going to be getting the assists, but what Bruce Pearl likes to do is a lot of motion offense, which means you don't have to be uh, reliant on one guy being ball dominant out there in that. But late clock getting into a pick and roll game, Denver Jones is an effective scorer off of the pick and roll. And he did that a lot in his career at FIU. I like this strategic move for Bruce Pearl to be able to do that. Now, what I would like to see is for um, Aiden to get some more minutes as the off ball uh, guard so that he can still be out there and contribute and stretch the floor a little bit more. Uh, But I like the move right there by Coach Pearl of putting Denver on the ball on offense a little bit more. Um, We are definitely going to be able to see how that pays dividends down the road because he's a he's a bigger guard. um, And, you know, when he gets downhill, he can finish a little bit better in the paint. And this gives you a little bit more time for Aiden to mature and be able to, uh, you know, get himself acclimated. So we're going to see how Aiden handles this, a reduction of minutes as he's splitting some of that backup point guard duty with Denver. But I do like the move by Coach Pearl to be able to get into that. I'm wondering if he's going to address some of that in the post game. Uh, so looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I'm going to get over here into the comment section because, again, y'all don't come here to hear me talk a bunch. You want to get your thoughts off, and I am here to listen to those thoughts. Definitely appreciate everybody jumping in here with me late on a Valentine's Day, uh, seeing Auburn get the big victory. I'll get it kicked off with AU Alum 94 who says, nice response. You throw up 23s and hit 60% of them and shoot 60% from the field. Uh, out assist your opponent 22 to 5 you don't lose to anyone love our depth but the starters need a quicker start um listen it definitely got off to a slow start i think more so defensively auburn got off to a slow start um they just weren't making some of the shots they had early i think janai had a good look early that he could have gotten uh that he missed uh and then there was an early just kind of fumbling of a couple, like it was sloppy early offensively. And then defensively, you know, South Carolina made some tough buckets and then Janai got, you know, beat a couple of times by Murray Boyles down low. But once they turned on the defense, it was done. It was done for, man. And I'll take a slow start if you get this kind of finish every single time. So definitely don't love the slow starts. uh, But if you're going to finish in this way, I'm fine with that. This is the same thing that happened in that Bama game early. Bama got a couple of easy buckets and then Auburn just poured it on. The problem is when you have the slow starts and you don't finish well, i.e. Um, Florida just recently, right? Or when, um, you know, what was the other game? Mississippi State, you started a little slow in that game, right? All of the losses this year, other than Baylor, first game of the season, Auburn started slowly and they just never fully recovered. They were in kind of catch-up mode the entirety of the time. Every other game other than Florida this season, though, Um, The Bama game was another example that started slowly and then they had to fight and claw their way back into that game. But every other time other than that Bama game and that Florida game, you saw Auburn respond and really close it out and, and, and take the lead at some points in those games. Even in that Bama game, you saw them go back and take the lead in that game. Florida was the only time that they didn't fully punch back or Florida just had a counter punch for every one of Auburn's punches. Uh, So this is a resilient team. Uh, Having the number of losses that Auburn has on the season, particularly away from Neville Arena, has people worried about this team. I like the resiliency of this team. Again, other than the Florida game, you see a team that's consistently fighting back into into games, um, and they're not really just feeling any give up. Um, But 
good to see them be able to bounce back after a big loss versus Florida. Hopefully, still yet to see them close out a close game. Looking forward to seeing that one. Justin Crumpton jumps back in. A war damn eagle. Largest win over a ranked team in Auburn basketball history. Good bit of trivia and history there. Appreciate that. Uh, to, Tim the Tool Main. Taylor says it was basically WWF out there. I was expecting someone to get a Stone Cold Stunner or a Tombstone. Physical game, as expected in this one. Um, you know, two very physical teams, especially teams that like to play inside out, right? So if you're going to have a lot of guys down in the post that are going to be uh, doing a lot of, you know, physical play, you're going to get a lot of that kind of activity. I thought some of those technical fouls were a little soft, but, uh, you know, hey, no easy buckets and easy layups. I'm not mad at that. Being an enforcer down low, Dylan Cartwell, uh, Chad Baker Mazar going to be almost fighting somebody every game, it seems. So, hey, man, you got to uh, if you're going to as the head coach of South Carolina said to his team uh, before this game in the Tennessee game, um, you don't just walk into here into these arenas and stumble across a win. You got to go out there and earn it. And Auburn didn't ever allow them to earn it. So uh, absolutely masterful game from start to finish. Damian Smith jumps in and says a 40 burger with a side of free gooey fries. Wardam Eagle. I'm with it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, ben Bloodworth says that's got to help the net score. Absolutely will. This is another quad one win for Auburn. Uh, an 11th ranked team in your building. This is going to factor in well with the net. So Auburn is going to remain uh, probably jump back into the top 10. And then I think they had fallen just outside the top 10 after the Florida loss. You're going to jump back into that top 10 after this one. Absolutely wonderful job by the uh, young men tonight. Jared Reynolds says, let's go. That's how you protect this house. Absolutely. Protect the house. Wonderful uh, to keep the streak alive inside of Neville. Uh, James Barnett asked the question, how can Auburn be a half game behind Bama when they won the last game? Because Bama is ahead in the loss column. So, um, Split the season series, but uh, Bama only has two losses, so uh, Auburn is still behind them in the loss column. Uh, so, Bama, if if we draw even with them, then you know, and we've split the season series, that's when it's be tied up. So, Bama's got to lose another game before Auburn loses another one. Super chat jumping in here from Justin Crumpton, who says, "Please help me understand why there is such a contracts and away performance versus home performance." War damn eagle. Uh, I mean, I listen. It's college basketball. That's what happens with a lot of college basketball teams, man. They just don't play as well. Really, I mean, basketball teams, period. Professional teams, college teams. uh, There are very few teams who play as well on the road as they do at home. South Carolina had been one of those teams that had played well on the road. It's the first time they absolutely got destroyed on the road, right? So, you know, you could say the same thing for a lot of different teams. It's just... Uh, I don't know what it is about. I mean, the the crowd and the energy. Basketball is a very like emotional game, and you that's why you you have these runs that happen in the game. And as those runs start to happen, when you are in your home building, that kind of avalanches on teams. And you saw South Carolina be uncharacteristically frustrated in this. I again, I've watched multiple South Carolina games, and I tweeted this. This is the most. This is the most lacking in composure I have ever seen South Carolina be in a game. They got beat down by Bama. And they didn't look like they lost composure in that game. They were not composed in this game. I don't know what it was. This wasn't one of those games where South Carolina, you know, that where Auburn had a full week's rest like it was. They just didn't come composed to this game. But the home versus away environment is something that happens in basketball a lot. And it's been 
more of an epidemic this season than it ever has been. Um, but, you know, again, Auburn is three and three or three and four on the road, something like that. But they're, they're three and three or whatever it is on the road right now. They're not terrible on the road. Like there's just I think that that's been a little overblown at how I, I think because they play so well at home, it's frustrating to see them have close contests on the road. Um, and yeah, it is a frustration, but that's not uncommon. This is why having good defensive teams is so important because your defense is always going to travel with you, whether or not your shot making does. And Auburn has been able to stay in all of these road contests because they have a, a very good defense. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Juice Heist jumps in and says broom from three is just getting better and better. Listen, he's when he's able to set his feet up underneath him, he's a, he's been a good three point shooter this year. Um, I like the confidence that he's stepping out and shooting with and the opportunities that he's taking don't seem to be at bad points in the game. So picking your spots and then being able to shoot with composure. I like what tonight Broom's done to upgrade his game to put him more in the conversation for a pro. Uh, Bird and Beham jumps in and says, amazing how much better we play when Jalen shows out. This is absolutely the case. Jalen Williams is the ignition for this team. If he's playing well, Auburn's tough to beat. Very tough team to beat when Jalen Williams is on from the offensive end. Uh, let's see here. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, like I said last week, there is no way that Florida team was 16 points better. This team played hard and fast against Florida. It was soft and slow. Again, I think that, you know, we, I, I think that that game was an aberration um, and we'll see when it comes down to whether or not they get an opportunity to rematch them in the tournament, whether it's the same kind of contest. But, uh, yeah, I think you can just kind of th throw that one in the trash and keep it moving, uh, which South Carolina should do with this one as well. I don't think that this game is indicative of what South Carolina is as a team on this season. So they should just ball this game up and throw it away and keep it moving. But tonight was a butt kicking from 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 the word go. Um, Let's see here. What else do we have? Jacob Smith jumps in. I could get home court advantage, but if we could take it a little bit on the road, I get home court advantage, excuse me, but if we could just take a little bit of it on the road, we do take a little bit of it on the road. Again, that defense travels on the road, guys. This team is playing good defense on the road. Um, it's just that, again, just like Auburn plays better at home, other teams play better at home, right? So it's not just Auburn that plays better in their building. So other teams shoot the ball better in their building, you know, and if they're a good defensive team, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult. So that's not, again, that's not some unique um, thing for Auburn to, to shoot worse on the road. If you look at teams away versus home statistics uh, across the board, across college football, you will see most teams shoot worse on the road. Um, it's just about whether or not they play good defense on the road and whether or not other teams are playing so much better offensively at home. It's not uncommon around college basketball, but I agree with you. Everybody is not, nobody's wrong when they're saying, I wish that this team could shoot this well on the road. That's absolutely something you, if, if they played this good on the road in neutral site games though, they have. And so this is the thing I think thing I, I want everybody to remember tournament games are neutral site games, not true road games. And Auburn has shot the ball well in neutral site games. Go look up the games that Auburn has played that are outside of Neville Arena that are not true road games. And that, I think, is a better testament to what Auburn can be outside of our building than true road games. And tournament games are not going to be that. So, but yeah, listen, man, Neville is a hard place to come and play. It just is. Um. Habersham Jim says, how are our chances in the SEC tournament? I think Auburn has just as good a chance as anybody in the tournament. 
uh, with the depth that this team can play. And I think this is the key to me for tournament play. And I've, I've said this once before, when you have a team that can rotate so many pieces that can be effective into the game, you have a better chance of going further in tournaments because you don't have to exhaust your team every single, like you don't have to have, you don't have to consistently have a person that's playing 30 plus minutes to be able to get you to the finish line. If you can keep your minutes distribution where nobody's playing over 25 minutes, then you know, a team that had to have a heroic effort of somebody playing 30 something minutes, uh, that guy's going to be gassed the next game unless they're just on some sort of unreal run. They're going to be gassed the next game when they play Auburn. And if Auburn had to have a heroic effort the night before, they can have somebody else step up and be the hero the next night. So if you have a team that's really centered around one star or really two or three guys that really make it go and they've got to play heavy minutes, it's going to be more difficult for them to reproduce that in the next game. So Auburn can do some things in a tournament, in any tournament setting, not just the SEC tournament, because of the depth this team shows. Um, they've just got to show an ability to close out some close games because they're not going to blow everybody out in the SEC tournament. Uh, well, listen, listen uh, if they do, I'd be happy with that. Let's be clear. So we'll see. Um, Steve Bradley says, I would like to use 20 or 20 of these 40 Saturday. If we could, you know, pay it forward, that'd be nice uh, to be able to give Kentucky a little bit of that. But listen, you're, you're back in your arena again. Uh, Kentucky, not a team that has played great defensively. We'll talk a little bit more about that matchup as we get into that this weekend. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Auburn team shows up versus this Kentucky team who can absolutely shoot the, the lights out. They can score. Right. So um, looking forward to seeing how Auburn responds to a team that can on the road can score uh, quite a bit, too. Uh, let's see here. War Eagle echo something I was saying, or maybe he said it before I did. Postseason will be on neutral sites. I like our chances. Agreed with that. One hundred percent. Let's see here. What else do we got? Brad didn't get a chance to see it, but he said, unfortunately, didn't get to see it. But the last four minutes of the game, great win. Hey, listen, what, what you saw in the last four minutes was what happened the rest of the game. So you just kind of replay that in your mind for the, the majority of the game. And that's what you're going to have. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Valencia says Trey acted a fool tonight. Let's talk about Trey Donaldson here for just a minute. Trey's stat line for tonight, 11 points on five of eight shooting. Didn't even shoot a three-pointer tonight. Had four assists with no turnovers in 22 minutes. Great stat line for our guy, Trey Donaldson, there. Um, yeah, he had a really great night. Listen, man, he um, no turnovers, only one personal foul on the night. Perfect from the free throw line, only shot one of them, but a uh, great and one opportunity right there. In 20 minutes, you know, plus five on the night uh, in his plus minus. Uh, not a single Auburn player in the negative on the plus minus. You know, you score 101, the only the team only scores 60. That's pretty likely. I mean, I'm talking about even the bench players that came in had a positive plus minus because I don't think South Carolina scored again once the bench got in there. Um, I could be mistaken about that. But, yeah, absolutely a great game dismantling of this South Carolina team. Let's see what else do we have out here. Um. A lot of people echoing what I'm talking about with the neutral site commentary and which I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> this is a good one here. The retired veteran in Pensacola, Florida says Auburn basketball one-on-one. -on -one, how do I sign up for that class? I think South Carolina just failed that class today. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would like to see more of that on Saturday. Please, please, sir, can I have some more 100-point games? Or actually, 40-point blowouts. I don't care if you score 100. Just boil them out by 40. I'd, be like, I'd like to see that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? You guys have uh, been great so far tonight. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like some of these comments, but I'm not going to put them up on the screen. Um, Haley jumps in and says, Auburn at home is a whole cheat code. It's just different. And Neville agreed 100% on that one. Uh, Valencia says Bruce outcoached Paris tonight. Let's talk about the coaching performance tonight. I don't know if it was so much outcoaching, but Bruce Pearl definitely um, threw some curveballs at this South Carolina team that they had. He threw some things to them that they had not seen on tape. Namely, uh, when South Carolina was in a rhythm earlier and Auburn went on their run to tie the game up, they did some half-court traps um, out there on the point guard and they turned the ball over a couple of times and they had to go to a timeout. That was something Auburn hasn't shown a lot this season, right? Like the switching defense and all the things that you normally see with the, you know, the switching man, that's something you see often the traps and uh, you know, what they were doing in the full court, a, a couple of wrinkles in the full court. Um, and they had trouble getting the ball inbounds on that stuff. They coach Pearl and company definitely put a good game plan together for this South Carolina team to throw some curveballs at the team that they hadn't seen. Uh, so and then after that, it was just about how well Auburn was shooting, right? When Auburn's shooting that well, you, you know, I could have coached them to be, hey, Jalen, shoot that one again. And he makes the shot, right? Like you're shooting that well. It's not even really so much about coaching. But what I did like that they did defensively was how they handled, um, you know, fronting the post because South Carolina, again, they like to play inside out. So a lot of what they do how they function is on post entry and then being able to pass the ball effectively out of that. A lot of teams tend to double them and, and Auburn wasn't doing a lot of doubling on the post when they did double the post. However, it was an aggressive double team. It wasn't just, you know, a dig down at the post to try to get them to pass the ball out. It was an aggressive double team to make them try to pass out of that double team. And they usually doubled with another big to make it difficult to throw over the top. Very great scout, very good game plan for the uh, uh, for for Bruce Pearl and company tonight. Uh, Chris S says South Carolina is forty five in the net. That makes this a quad. Two. Oh, I forgot that they were that low in the net. I'm thinking about their their ranking. So you are correct. Home game. This is a quad two, and it's not going to be quad one. I'm thinking about their overall ranking, not their net ranking. Good call out there, Chris. Appreciate the correction. Uh, let's see here. Damian Smith says this will go down as the Valentine's Day massacre of 2024 on the plains. I like it. I like it a lot. Indeed. See what else we got here. Chris Causey some jumping in says South Carolina started out early shooting threes and went away from it totally. Uh, listen, I think Auburn did a better job on how they defended the three late in this uh, after South Carolina. And they made a couple of contested ones. But South Carolina is not a three-point shooting team. They're not going to be able to live by the three like a team like Bama would, or how South, uh, excuse me, how Kentucky might be able to, or um, you know what other teams in this guy like or LSU can get in there and they can just really start getting hot from three. 
that's not their game. They're not a team that's going to shoot themselves back into it. They have some guys that shoot a good percentage, but the reason why they shoot such a good percentage is, number one, they typically get it out of the motion of the ball in the offense, right? They're going to move the ball around a lot, or they're not volume shooters. So they're usually taking good shots so that they're not having to take a bunch of threes to get back into a game. And this is something I talked about in the pregame. If Auburn gets out to a big lead, it's going to be difficult for South Carolina to get back into the game because they're not that type of team that pushes tempo and gets out in transition or shoots volume threes. That's going to be hard for them to overcome big deficits because they are a slow, methodical team. So how they're going to be able to get back into games is you have to continue to make mistakes. If you continue to uh, you know, be patient with your offense and take good shots. South Carolina just doesn't have the kind of team that can overcome big deficits. And you saw that deficit continue to grow because of that. Um, so definitely a game where they were not really going to be able to overcome at some point in time. See what else we got out here in these comments. Appreciate everybody jumping in here. Once again, you guys are watching Lob Town on the War Report, which got Ike Jones, Auburn dismantling South Carolina by 40, good 40 piece on them. Uh, so looking forward to the next game inside of Nibble. Uh, let's see. Riley Mobley says, Katie Johnson equals Mike Tyson if he played basketball. Not afraid of anyone. Katie Johnson, another guy who, you know, listen, played a good game tonight. Two of three shooting, four of four from the free throw line, nine points, um, one assist. Uh, tried to dunk the ball on somebody again. KD been trying to catch bodies all season. Hasn't caught a body yet. You know, he caught the one off the rim. Wasn't quite a body on that one. But he's been trying to catch bodies this year. Um, but KD's definitely is a tenacious guy. He was He's a guy that, you know, makes it difficult for you to get into your offense. Couple of silly fouls out there, but mostly effort plays and fouls that were KD Johnson stuff. Uh, so did a really good job of just pushing tempo when he needed to, not forcing shots. Um, when he didn't have to, he had one force up that I didn't really like the three pointer where he came down on transition uh, and kind of jacked up one before the team was back down there. But yeah, case KD was the typical menace out there tonight, liked what he was doing on the floor. Good job from KD. Philip Coleman jumps in. If Holloway can find that confidence again, his shots start to go down. We can be very dangerous, already very dangerous, but you come up, you, you become, you know, almost freaking Wolverine out there if if Aiden's able to get his stuff or or again if Denver Jones is able to step in to be a PG and he gets going you need one of those two guys to really start to pour it on from a uh, a, a dominant ball guard standpoint if you're going to play through them as a you know a pick and roll guard if one of those guys starts to be able to be a you know 12 to 15 point score for you consistently like they have the capability of doing because both of them shoot the three really well. Again, you get a Jalen Williams from tonight. You get a Janai Broom from the Janai Broom 21. It was a quiet 21. He only shot the ball 15 times with 21 points, but a lot of that was three point shooting, but still you get, you get that. And then if you find an Aiden or Denver Jones offensively as a third scorer, it's going to be tough out there for the guys, I'm telling you. And then you still got Chad Baker-Mazar who can come off of the bench. You still got Katie Johnson who can come off of the bench. There's just a lot of scoring capability and firepower on this team. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, 
Uh, let's see. A lot of stuff. Oh, uh, Seabree Super Chat that I missed. Noah Moore says their uh, top 20 defense, Kentucky is a top 50-ish war damn eagle. And listen, this is an important point to remember. Auburn just put up 101 in their building on a team that defensively is one of the best defensive teams in the country, not the conference, in the country. And they put up 101, 101 on them. Um, Kentucky has not been a good defensive team this season. We will definitely talk a lot more about that Kentucky game this weekend. But uh, and I'm not saying that you should expect, uh, you know, Auburn to put up 101 again, but Auburn should be able to physically go out there and 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 push Kentucky around a bit uh in this game because Kentucky's just they they're kind of they've been kind of finesse on interior. I expect Kentucky to do a lot of kind of blitzkrieg, you know, uh doubles on the po I don't want to get too far in that Kentucky. I don't want to look too far ahead, but I I have some things that I expect to see from that Kentucky game and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, hopefully I can get you guys some film on that Kentucky game. Um, at before, so my green name gang be on the lookout uh, either tomorrow or Friday. I'll try to get into some film for y'all. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> James Barnett said if KD had a couple more inches, he would be dunking on everyone. This is a fact. If KD was like six three, he'd be trying to body everybody every chance he got. That is one hundred percent factual. The only thing that's stopping KD from catching a few more bodies is uh, the, the the Lord didn't bless him with a few more uh, inches of height because otherwise he'd be out there trying to put everybody in the rim. Absolutely everybody in the rim. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Don Cullen says, saw Holloway knocking them down in warmups. He can make the shots, just got to make the shift in the game. Yeah, I mean, for Aiden tonight, uh, you know, he only shot three times the entirety of the night, um, missed both of the three-point opportunities that he had, um, and he he hit the mid-range. What I liked that I saw from Aiden tonight is that he was looking to split on the double team out high, which means he wasn't looking to go around over the top to try to shoot over the top of that double. He realizes, okay, how teams are playing me off of this double team is they typically want to hedge high. So he's trying to split the double team and get downhill. And then he took that mid-range jumper. The one shot that he hit tonight was from the mid-range. I like the adaptation from him of trying to figure out, okay, this is how teams are playing me when uh, we get this high screen and roll game going. So I'm going to have to play that a little bit differently than I have been if I'm going to factor in offensively. I like the change up from him in a mentality standpoint. Uh, just need to see him get a little bit you know, more smooth with that, uh, that split because he lost the ball a couple of times when trying to get to it. One time he did get it back and then get to um, an assist off of that. But you know, get a little bit more smooth off of that. But I like the fact that he's learning and you can see him start to adapt to how teams are playing him defensively. So like that a lot about Aiden. Looking forward to seeing the maturation of that young man. Um, Professor Vader jumps in and says, Kentucky defended well in their last game, though. Yeah, but I'm more so, you know, a person who goes with what they do on a consistent basis. And, you know, again, you know, some a small sample size of a team is not what that team is. And maybe that's going to be a trending direction that they're going to go. But I just don't think that Kentucky is a good defensive team in a holistic way. Um, you know, in that last game, let's, you know, hey, let's just take a look at it because we're talking about it. 
um, which did Kentucky play tonight? Or was that yesterday that they played? Um, let's see. So Kentucky's last game was versus Ole Miss, and it was, you know, a, a home game, right? So, you know, I, I don't – them playing good defense at home versus an Ole Miss team that's kind of turnover prone, that, I mean – and I, I'm not trying to discount Kentucky because I still think, think that they're offensively an amazing team, uh, but I don't take a whole lot from that. Um, you know, that game last night versus Ole Miss. Listen, I mean, they just, you know, gave up 89 to Gonzaga, right? Like, I just, I could put together two or three games in a row where they're playing good defense, and then we'll, I'll start to talk differently about the Kentucky defense. Uh, but looking forward to seeing what they uh, this Auburn team has to do um, against Kentucky, I'm probably going to try to see if we can get, again, some some film on that. I'll try to see if I can go look at some of the film from that Ole Miss game and get that for y'all. So Green Name Gang, again, be looking out. Your boy, get y'all a little bit of that. Uh, appreciate everybody for jumping in here with me tonight. And I appreciate Tiffany Byers for jumping in, giving away some memberships. So thank Tiffany for getting you to be a part of Green Name if you aren't already. Uh, so that's going to be good. Uh, Again, not a lot analytically to break down in this game, just total domination pretty much from start to finish. Loved everything about what I saw from this Auburn team tonight. There aren't very many teams I have to things I have to critique. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing what we have in the next game uh, coming up here against Kentucky this weekend. But I'm going to get out of here before you all get out of here. Make sure you're doing the necessary, which is sharing the video Give us a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to the channel and you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Be back at you all tomorrow night uh, with the midweek report that we skipped tonight. So looking forward to talking to everybody tomorrow night as we get into some more Auburn football content, more of the guys breaking down what they saw from the game tonight in Auburn basketball. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle, I'll holla at y'all later. Peace.